When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Good morning, Scott. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just, I, uh, you always crack me up when you say good morning. It's like, okay, yeah, it's it's it, it is so this morning, and we're, we're and we are recording. It is in the morning where we are right now at this point in time. But for somebody listening, well, it might be the shit. afternoon. It might be nighttime when they're listening. I'm not it, talking. <laughs> to them i'm talking it's to not you. a live show <laughs> it is a live show i'm saying good morning to you scott Hi. everyone well, else thank figure... you thank you it makes uh, no me laugh. one's gonna be confused they're not gonna be like it's not morning here it's a some podcast. people are gonna be confused well they they're are gonna dumb. be very confused no i'm confused you the only person that's confused <laughs> is you by good morning greeting <laughs> Well, there's other people that are confused out there. Oh, okay, okay, there you're are. right. Yes, because so, we get this question all the time. Well, we have a lot of listeners in Australia specifically. They're wondering what day of the week they should be listening to at what time, because in Australia, they're like a day later than here. No, they're a day ahead of us, Ingrid. Fuck, fuck. Now you're making it more confusing. <laughs> so okay, if we're talking it. about Monday in Australia, it's Tuesday, because Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, these places are a day ahead of the pacific time zone so when we say monday they're actually going to be listening to last last sunday's episode yes when we're talking about monday that's their tuesday if they are interested in their monday it's going to be our sunday that's what i just said is that what you said (laughs) their monday is our sunday their Monday is our Sunday. Our Monday yes, yes. is their Tuesday. Correct. When the podcast comes out on Monday, the week starts on Monday, you're actually going to listen to last week's Sunday episode. We're talking about Monday, but they actually need to listen to last Sunday's episode. Okay. <laughs> and then another thing, just to remind everyone, if you're listening on iTunes, whatever the fuck it's called, Apple Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, and you don't know, we actually have a video that goes along with the episode now so you can go to youtube or you can go to spotify and see our beautiful faces yes and if you don't like hearing about our weekly update with our life you can always go to monday tuesday wednesday there's time markers in the show notes of all the episodes so just click on those or if later in the week you want to go and look back on what's happening or a day ahead you can just click monday tuesday wednesday and it goes right to that day of the week yes Yes. Any other announcements? I think we announced it on an earlier episode, but I want to announce it again in case you didn't have a chance to listen to it. I was on 
an episode of Epiphany with Tiffany, who's a fellow astrologer and a stylist. And we talked about astrology and love. We highlighted a couple celebrity couples, uh, Ben and J-Lo and Jada and Will. This is Scott's like... Uh, guilty pleasure or actually how he got his start into astrology we kind of touched on that (laughs) i think last week Um, but yeah it's a really fun conversation tiffany is amazing and you are amazing and if you want to know more about love and astrology just tuning in yeah showcasing other people's love stories that we get to see publicly really uh, kind of puts it in perspective it's like a fun way to learn astrology too yes yes we highlight the gifts and the challenges that each of these couples face what where how they're attracted where they have to work on finding that harmony with one another and highlight the key planets that you should be looking for when you are connecting with somebody does this planet match with that planet then maybe it's a good match and then one last thing it's kind of evolved into this now, but if you're listening to the podcast, the way the podcast is meant to work is to buy the book, The Basics of Astrology, so you can learn the language, you see all of the symbols and alignments we're talking about here, and then you go to the website and follow the blog, which we call The Forecast. It's kind of a summary of what we talk about. It's got all the questions that Scott asks here, as well as the visual of the alignment, so you can learn. So it's kind of like a trifecta. So podcast, book, blog people were asking like oh well i can't see the alignment every day go to the forecast on the on the website theweeklytransit.com and you can follow along if you are interested in learning the language of astrology should we get into the week yeah before we do i i do have one other announcement so i i want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who reached out to me very kindly does animal portraits I saw it for on a Instagram. living. It's so cute. I know. It's amazing. I want to give a shout out to uh, Fuzzy Angel Portraits. It's fuzzyangelportraits.com. Amazing, amazing portrait. I mean, it brought tears to my eyes and Gabriella's. Gabriella was like, Oh my God, she captured the essence of Maggie. I mean, it's just so sweet. It's so, so if sweet. you are, if you are an animal lover, if you have a pet, I highly recommend going to fuzzyangelportraits.com. We have so much support, Ingrid, from from our listeners. And Holly, if you're listening, I, I'm going to reach out to you about the Ayurveda quiz because. I know she reached out to me a long time ago. It was like a month ago, and I haven't responded with the questions. And so I'm just like so overwhelmed and busy with like I love the Ayurveda and mm. stuff. Did you contact her? No. Because she went. I was going to reach out to you because I also forgot. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go to acupuncture. And I was like, okay, I need to reach out to this Ayurveda lady. Yes, reach out to her. She was so generous. And so sweet. we just have so much support. We're so grateful. I want to shout out all of our monthly supporters that are contributing financially to the podcast. Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Abby, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Merdinas, Brenna, Stephanie, Grace, Lori, K, 
Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Joanne, and Amber. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. We appreciate you. You allow us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to the show notes. There is a support tab and we take small donations, a dollar, five dollars or ten dollars. So you can buy us both a cup of coffee and thank us for, you know, spending time with you learning about astrology. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Ingrid. This is the week of October 3rd through the 9th. We begin on Monday, October 3rd, where we're looking at four planets, two of which we're going to be highlighting each and every day this week, just as we did the last couple of days Libra. last week. No, the, the planets are not Libra, Ingrid. <laughs> the planets are... Libra is a sign. Ah, uh, okay. A sign. Okay. Maybe you can get the book, The Basics of Astrology. I, Where's the I book? Have, can you have it here? I have so it. You can... <laughs> I have it everywhere. <laughs> so got... Libra is not one of the planets that we're highlighting, though Libra is a prominent sign that we'll be talking about this week because the sun is, is in Libra. V- is it going to be Venus? It's not Venus. Fuck. That's the sign that rules Libra, so I got maybe I got that you right. You got that right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. This is Saturn, the god of wealth and time, Fuck. the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, achievement and authority, and Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. This sounds stressful. It's stressful. When the planet of restriction meets up with the planet of rebellion... Shit's gonna In go the down. way that they're meeting up right now, which is how they met up in, I want to get this right. Give me one second here to, so is this like my eyelash situation where like now I have the responsibility of having these eyelashes and then your Uranus is like the unexpected and now my eyelash is now poking me right into my fucking eye. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps that's it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yes, your your eye is restricting your eyelashes from flowing. I so know. It's like your eyelashes, your fake eyelashes are asking you to remove your eyes. I know, and I don't want to do horrifying. that. horrifying. I know, I need my Get eyes. Get rid of them, please. And just, no offense so... to Nicole, we love you, but... Uh, I think I'm allergic. Or I'm yeah. just highly sensitive. You're very sensitive, I need natural Ingrid back. I know, but I love the eyelashes. Okay, we'll get the more temporary, not the permanent, like, glued to your face. (laughs) Scott said, can't you just take them off? I was like, no, they're glued on. That's horrifying to me. Well, it's lovely until one pokes you in your eyeball and you can't pull it out or pull your whole eyelash out. So that's alarming. Yeah. I need my eyelashes, too. My real eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is not good, Ingrid. So, did you find your alignment? Yeah, so these are alignments that are occurring. They occurred in early 2021 and in late 2021. So, like January, February of 2021, and then November, December of 2021. Now it's coming back. It's back. It's here where the planet of restriction is squaring off with the planet of rebellion. Uranus 
and Saturn are both the planetary ruler of Aquarius. The community. The community. It's an odd match. Like, why does the planet of restriction and the planet of rebellion rule the same sign? They're kind of opposites in a weird way. It's like when you're feeling restricted, you want to, like, rebel. You're just like, no. But also... Like when you put yourself in a box, you have to like be creative about how you do things because you're going to do them in a different way because of the restrictions. Mm-hmm. When you're doing exercises for like mm-hmm. an art project, they'll just be like, oh, you can only use straight lines or you can only use this shape and they give you a restriction. Then you have to be re- creative. You're, yeah. So you have to think outside you, the box and yeah. like how you're going to create something different because of the restrictions around you. So that makes you become like inventive, like in this rebellion, you're doing things differently. I than think, you would normally do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like that. I think of the water bearer, the symbol of Aquarius. And and the water bearer's restriction is the restriction that everybody in the village had. The restriction where in order to get water... There's only one to, way to get it. They had to go down to the river, right? Or the lake or whatever the water source was every day and bathe and drink water like an animal until the water bearer was like fuck this had that crazy outside the box uranus idea that they were going to figure out how to bring the water from the stream to the village well maybe that's the restriction part is like well we all the idea of saying like well we all can't go down to the river anymore it's too, you know, it's too far. It's too hot or something has happened where we can't keep doing this anymore. It has to happen in a new way. So that one person is like, well, if we all can't go bathe down there, I guess we're going to have to bring the water to us. So how are we going to do that? Yeah. Well, and to do it in a different way by inventing the, the jug, the jug, but the water bear people thought they were crazy. Oh, for sure. Cause they had like this it's impossible. Yeah. There's t- if that was possible somebody would have done it by now, right? You know? But then the water bear takes that Saturnian energy that says, I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to do the work required to bring this crazy idea into reality. I mean, I think that happens all the time, though. Like this restriction where we actually, it's annoying, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, if we just lean into it, it's like, okay, I can go to the grocery store and I can buy all of the ingredients that I want for this specific dish, or I can look in my fridge and I can invent something. Mm. And you know, a lot of the time people will be like, what the fuck was that thing you made? I'm like, I, it, it was just all of my random shit that was left over in the fridge. And I like, you know, reinvented it into mm-hmm. something new. Yeah. And yeah, you just get more creative. You do things in a different way you normally, than you normally would. It can be stressful, but also leaning into it and being like, okay, well, what can we do differently? Well, the reason why it's so stressful is because there, Saturn's in, in, in Aquarius right now. So it's in the sign that they both rule. But Uranus is not in Aquarius. Uranus is in Taurus. So Taurus is fixed Earth. Aquarius is fixed air. So they're both fixed. That makes a strong alignment because they share the same modality. But air and earth don't mix, so that creates the tension. The bull, the symbol of Taurus, doesn't back down from anyone or anything. The water bearer, the person that everybody said was crazy, didn't back down and say, yeah, you're right, guys, I'm crazy. I'm going to give up on my ideas. Like, no, 
fuck you, I'm going to do that anyway, and I'm going to show all of you. And when the water bearer did, everyone was like, wow, I mean, I think they're we, a genius. I think we touched on this a little bit last week. It's like, if it's the your, if Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, the revolution is happening in the material. So that can be like the financial world and also like your material surroundings. And for me, the first thing that comes to mind is like working from home or how are you making your money? Like shifting the ways we are working Mm -hmm. and people being like, Oh, well you can't do it like that. And it's now, now everybody's working from the home. There's no reason to be commuting all over the place. None of this old stuff even makes sense anymore. But that transition is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially when people are just used to doing the same thing forever. Right. It's breaking us out of our routine. Mm -hmm. It's breaking us out of our routine, but then also it's maybe threatening our sense of security. A hundred percent. And in our sense of safety. And do I have enough? Do I have everything that I need? So this is what we were experiencing in early 2021 and late 2021. Restriction to the community. Rebellion with what it is we value. It's back. It's sitting here. Both of these planets are at 18 degrees. Squaring off with each other. It's a fight. So do you feel rebellious? Do you feel agitated? Is your sense of security being threatened by the community? Or is your sense of security threatening the community in some way? How can you find a resolution? I mean, I guess just leaning into the discomfort of finding a resolution. That's the answer. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, everything's scary. It's it's the unknown. Things are going to change. I don't feel safe and secure, mm-hmm. but like, that's how we move into new phases of our life. We have to like go through that discomfort to get to the other side, you know, reinvent the wheel, do something in a different way so we can have that safety and security again. Yeah. And then the other alignment I'm seeing here is the moon in Capricorn aligning with. Yeah. So we've got the moon in Capricorn forming a positive alignment, a trine with Mercury in Virgo. So Capricorn is cardinal earth, symbolized by the goat, and Virgo is mutable earth, symbolized by the virgin. So this is an earth-earth connection, so maybe part of the solution to this conflict or this tension on Monday is really analyzing what's going on with our emotions, analyzing what it is we want what is, what is it that you want that is going to satisfy you emotionally? Yeah, in your career and achievements. Yes. That yeah, yes. The, the Capricorn energy is yeah, where we find well not always where we find our fulfillment, but we're right now we're seeking fulfillment in our in our career. So like yes. maybe thinking instead of just panicking, we're like oh, instead of just panicking about oh no, we're not going to be safe and secure anymore, leaning into it and being like why isn't this working anymore? How can I get what I want? How can this feel fulfilling for me so I can make an educated decision on how to move forward? Yes. Making a plan, Mm -hmm. following through with the plan, creating a list, checking things off that list. A pro and cons list. Yes. Yes. What's my community? What do I value? How do these merge together? Where do they conflict? What do I need to do to restructure, reorganize my daily life in order to bring the efficient flow 
that I'm looking for that's going to satisfy my emotions and work well with my community. Now, Tuesday, October 4th, again, Uranus and Saturn still here, still creating that tension, but more help on the way because the moon has now moved into Aquarius and is aligning with the sun, the planet of light, life, and vitality in the cardinal air sign of Libra. It's Libra, Ingrid. And so we've got this air-air connection going on where yesterday we did some of that internal analyzing, figuring out what is going to satisfy my emotions, what do I need to accomplish and achieve in order to satisfy my emotions, analyzing what I'm doing day in and day out and how that is creating a functional flow that's satisfying what I value and integrating within the community. Today, Tuesday, October 4th, this is when we have the opportunity to initiate the conversation, to share what it is I value with the community, and to create the space for everyone in the community to share what they value with me, so that we can hopefully find a little peace so, well, I'm looking at the other alignment, which is still the Uranus and Taurus. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're talking about the discomfort that we're experiencing with this change to our material and we're sharing it with the community and that's bringing about the balance. Mm-hmm. Like when we are able to ask the community, you know, what would you do or what do you think I should do? And maybe coming up with all types of different solutions mm-hmm. to see what would be the best fit. Just kind of brainstorming. Yes. Putting yourself out there, being vulnerable yes. with your emotions in relation to how this discomfort feels for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get a lot of support. Oh, I went and started my own business and it was really hard and it was really scary, but these are the things that I did to make it feel more safe and secure. So kind of maybe just seeing what other people have done that might be in your shoes and kind of, piecing something together like okay that makes sense for me this makes sense for me I don't have to be doing it alone it's not as scary as I imagine or maybe it is as scary but I do have support from the community in a different way absolutely or it's maybe a different community than you shared with the first time who didn't understand your idea Mm, right these are like new people who are doing what you want to do or what you envision doing Mm -hmm. I love that this is great that's it Finding that community, finding that support, and more support coming, but challenges as well on Wednesday, October 5th. We've got the moon, which has continued on through Aquarius and is now forming that conjunction with Saturn and at the same time squaring Uranus. So yesterday we started the conversation, now today there's some bumps in the road perhaps maybe what you shared with the community you thought there was a flow and now you're starting to implement some of your values into the community and they're being rejected they're not being received in the way that you would like them to be i kind of uh you give me your take on this but i kind of feel like maybe you shared it with your old community you're like, oh, I actually met these new people. They said, these are all my solutions that I can try to incorporate so I can, you know, follow out my plan. And they're like, 
no, that's dumb. Like we still think that you aren't getting it. This isn't a good idea. Mm. So you're maybe having this conflict. You're like, well, do I even fit in with the new community? All these new things are really scary and hard to implement. These people are saying no. And these people are saying yes. Like there's still this conflict of the fear of doing things in a new way. Right. Okay. And also maybe being accepted in the new community. Like, can you even accomplish all these new things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. And that will lead us to Thursday, October 6th, where we're looking at Mercury again in Virgo, now connecting with Pluto, the god of death. Oh, shit. Lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation in Capricorn. So... Now it's about stepping into your power as an authority and saying, you know what? Yeah, I can do what I said I'm going to do. I can do my crazy idea. You don't think it's going to work. Old community, new community thinks it is. I'm not going to listen to the old community. I'm moving forward and I'm going to take responsibility for my idea. I've got a plan. Here's how it's. I'm going to implement that plan. I've got this whole diagram drawn out here from day one to the final day. This is how it's going to go. And this is one of those... What are you going to say something? Oh, it just feels exciting. It's like, yeah, anything... If you don't have a plan, of course, that's anything can be a dumb idea. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you even know how to get there? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to get there? Yeah, actually, I do know how to get there. I thought about it logically. I used my like Virgo energy and like the Mercury energy. I've connected all the dots in my mind. I've made a plan so I can succeed at whatever it is I'm trying to do. It's not crazy. Yeah. I can see it all sitting right here. And this is something that this is one of these alignments that we have felt multiple times. This is the third time in the last six weeks that Mercury has aligned with Pluto. And as I like to say, third time is a charm. The first time was August 22nd, Mercury in Virgo formed this alignment with Pluto in Capricorn. The second time was September 27th, when Mercury was retrograde in Virgo. And this is the third time on October 6th. So it's We're like working the, out all the kings. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you don't think, you think you can do it? It's like, well, yeah, I fell on my face on October on I fell on my face on August 27th on I fell on my face on August 22nd on September 27th I worked out the kinks and on October 6th I'm things are starting it. to flow. Yeah. Exactly. And then what about the the other alignment is still lingering which is uncomfortable. Is that yeah. kind of like I mean I, did we already say that alignment? Well, again, yeah, we didn't say it, but I said at the top that every day we're talking. So, yeah, Uranus in Taurus, scoring off with Saturn in Aquarius, still there, still still at the same 18 degrees, creating that tension that's that it's like you were saying earlier. It's like I think you were like alluding to this where it's like that is how the revolution happens out of the tension. So. There's some sort of revolution occurring here, whether it's in the community and or with your self-worth and what you value. And it's 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 being it's like giving birth or something. Mm-hmm. That's what just keeps coming to mind. It's like there's this idea that is coming to fruition and it's 
things are very really tense towards the end. Like it's that yeah. final push. Totally, totally like that birth energy because it is. It's a transformation, and mm-hmm. even though now we have the plan, that doesn't mean it's not going to be uncomfortable. Still, yes. this uncomfortable alignment is still under here, agitating, especially your old community mm-hmm. and possibly your new community. It's an awkward space of. You said Gabriella is going to back to school. Mm-hmm. Well, she's been going to school, but she just started going in person. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same, but it's not. Now she has to drive. Now she has to be around people all day. Exactly. All of these things where it's exciting and it's probably like an amazing experience in one way. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you're like, oh my gosh, this is just so jarring. I don't want, I don't want to do things in a new way. It's very stressful to start something new. Yes. Like it just, it's like, oh yay, I got the job. And you're like, okay, well now you have to get new outfits, find a new route to work, find the parking, meet the new people. It's Mm -hmm. like starting a new job can be super stressful, but it's also, you know, exciting. You have the plan, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be a dis underlying or, or very apparent discomfort that you have to experience to actually get to where you want to go. Yes. And I, and I encourage you if you're out there listening and you know your astrological code. Look at what is near to 18 degrees in your astrological code because that is where the revolution is occurring for you. Is whatever is near to 18 degrees, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, like those are all getting hit with this square of Uranus and Saturn. And if you're unsure or if you'd like a deeper understanding, I'd encourage you to contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com or the link is in the show notes. Friday, October 7th, Saturn and Uranus squaring off with each other, creating that tension, creating the tension of the revolution to the material, to the community, taking responsibility for my role in the community. What is your role in the community? What are you contributing? What do you bring to the table of the group context. The other two planets we're looking at is the sun, again in Libra, which is now opposing Chiron, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign of Aries. So this is causing us to face that wound to our insecurity or that wound to our self-confidence, our insecurities with close personal relationships. I mean, it's very uncomfortable to have that wound exposed. You're doing things in this new way. And that's that's just going to be scary. But as you face it, it's, I mean, sun is in Libra. So that's balance and harmony. But that's also ruled by Venus. So maybe relationships in there. Oh, yeah. That's why this is facing that wound to your relationships. Insecurities that you have in relationships where you were saying earlier, it's like, yeah, I can do this. And I, I've got it all planned out. But you need people to help you are you afraid to ask for help i mean i think it's both are you worthy of help the old people maybe not supporting you in this Mm -hmm. and then the new people you don't have that safety security and stability with these new people in your life this new community and then asking them for help that is it is really scary well what if they actually they just want to give me an idea and they're like okay well go do your fucking thing go away and now you're like lost so it's like just being vulnerable in a new space is really, and and not knowing like how you're going to be received is scary. Yeah, totally. It's like how do you, how do you ask these new people for help if you ask them for help, and they ridicule you or they think 
you're not. Why doing would it you good need enough. help? You you need help. I mean, who knows what the, what what are your insecurities around that? Yeah. Around asking for help and reaching out to others to support you. That's something that we have to face on Friday, October seventh. On Saturday, October eighth, it's Pluto in Capricorn forming a positive alignment with the moon, the planet of emotions in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, the final sign of the zodiac, Pisces. So this brings in that element of compassion, compassion for ourselves, maybe compassion for someone else who asked you for help yesterday and and you maybe dismiss them. Now you go back and say, look, I understand you needed help. I'm sorry I responded the way that I did. I'm going to be more empathetic. What do you actually need help with? How can I help you? This will hopefully relieve some of the tension that we're still experiencing here with Saturn, the planet of restriction, squaring off with Uranus, the planet of rebellion in Taurus. Well, I see like... Now we're the Pluto in Capricorn energy. We're actually there. The death has transpired. We are now doing things in this different way. And that is healing our emotions and our subconscious. Like it's like healing the wound to our subconscious where we're like, oh, we can do things in a new way. And it's, it's going to be a good thing. Like, even though it was scary yesterday, we're like, oh, our insecurity is that like wound is being like triggered. And then today we're like, okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We were actually healing this wound that's in our subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like the reward is now here for the work that we've been doing, the uncomfortable work that we're still experiencing today. It's still uncomfortable, but we're kind of being able to really implement these new changes and like accept them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being compassionate to yourself and to others and maybe compassionate to knowing that, change is uncomfortable yes and not beating and that's where the compassion up. comes from is understanding that in order to change there's a process you don't go from zero to being an expert yeah. there's different stages yeah it's and, normal and natural what, mm-hmm. what, what we're experiencing is just transition transition transitions are super hard yes and this is a challenging transition that we're all experiencing here And the best way to move through it is to take responsibility for your part and showing yourself compassion through that. So before we get to Sunday, I do want to just say one thing about Saturday since we're talking about uh, Pluto connecting to the moon in Pisces. Uh, Today, Pluto ends its retrograde transit. It's been retrograde since the end of April and what's interesting to discuss about this is just to note that now Pluto is going to move forward 4 degrees 27 it's at 26 degrees right now so it's going to move to 27, 28 29 and then 0 degrees Aquarius so it's also moving into a new sign a new sign so death of the old way of doing things in the community yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it. Yeah, for sure. Or, or doing things, or not even death, because we already ha- kind of had the death, so now it's moving forward. It's like we are doing the n- new things in the community now. We're doing them in a different way already. 
Mm, I would say no. We're going to. There's going to be a lot of changes in the community. Okay. I think what's important to note first is just just like the dates and and the the shift in the energy. So, you know, it's going to move into Aquarius. It's only going to be there for a couple months before it retrogrades back. It goes to zero degrees and then it retrogrades back to like into Capricorn. Oh, yes. Okay. So we haven't even done the retrograde. This is the beginning of the retrograde. No, this is the end of the previous retrograde. Okay. So so Pluto was retrograde from the end of April 2022 to the beginning of October okay. 2022. So now it's going to move forward until early May of 2023. And when we get to early May of 2023, Pluto's going to go retrograde. But again. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. And so it's going to go retrograde again. And when it does, it's going to retrograde back to, where does it go back? It goes back to 27 degrees. So right now it's at 26. This is how Pluto works. You see it goes from 26 to zero, then from zero back to 27. Then it'll go from 27 to like one or two. And then, back. you know, it goes a few degrees and it covers, it's like three steps forward, two steps back. Okay. Um, but there is going to be a shift. It's going to happen next year, and it's going to be for a short period. Okay. Because it's only a couple months that it's in Aquarius. But like when Pluto moved from Sagittarius to Capricorn, and then back to Sagittarius into Capricorn, that's when the housing market crashed mm. in oh eight oh nine. And the reason why I think that is is because Capricorn is the sign that represents real estate and land. And so when it gets to those beginning degrees and those end degrees, there's it's intense. So these next few months, it's more about focusing on the your personal authority. And transforming your personal authority by taking responsibility for what it is you want to accomplish and achieve. What it is you want from your real estate, from your land. Well, what if you don't have real estate or land? What would that really mean for you? Like just where you live? Or That's a great question. Or like your car, something that you own? Maybe. It's what are you responsible for? Oh, I see. What are you responsible for? What's like the state of your responsibilities? I mean, finances maybe have something to do with it because we're talking about the material. It's an earth sign. So Could it also just be family responsibilities or career responsibilities? Could be that too. Okay. Yeah, totally. So, But this is sort of the beginning of the end of Pluto and Capricorn, okay. something that we've experienced since 0809. And then when it goes into Aquarius, it comes back into Capricorn. But when it goes into Aquarius the second time, it's there for 20 years. This is a big So this shift, is a transition big, period. Yes. Okay. Yes. So now moving on to Sunday, October 9th. Of course, we've got Uranus and Saturn still squaring each other, as they do, uh, for the first 12 days of October, creating that tension between material security and personal authority in the community 
At the same time, there's the full moon in Aries. The full moon in Aries. So the new moon in Libra, which happened two weeks prior to this full moon, 14 days ago, was about setting your intentions for what you want in relationships, setting your intentions to make peace. In order to make peace, you have to be authentic about what you want and authentic about what you can give. And then you have to create the space for the other person to feel comfortable enough to say uh, what they want and what they can give. And from that place, you can look and see the gap between the two of you. And you can negotiate to bridge the gap or you realize that the gap is too far and if you've been authentic, then you can walk away in peace. But this full moon is bringing out that authenticity. If you haven't been authentic in working to bridge the gap towards something that is real to you and not just trying to please the other person, then this is an expression of courage in the relationship yeah. where you can truly show up in the way that the other side desires you to be there in the way that feels good to you as well. I mean, it takes, it just takes a lot of courage to be our true selves sometimes. Cause like you said, it's what if these people fall away that that gap becomes larger, mm-hmm. but we just have to trust that we're going to be able to call in things that are actually in alignment with ourselves. So we feel good. It's like we can get a little smaller and do all the accommodating so we can fit in. But in reality, we're just going to keep making ourselves smaller and smaller and being less and less happy. Mm-hmm. So even though it might create some uncomfortable feelings around possibly letting people go or them not accepting what you're asking for, but you're also creating the possibility for those people to show up for you mm-hmm. and see you yes. and you feel good. And then maybe even calling in a new community of people that are more accepting. And that's one of the things It's such a great point because in order to call in that new community, You might have to release some people and the full moon is a release. So are you releasing somebody because you're feeling like they're not in alignment with who you are and what you want? And that doesn't even need to be necessarily like cutting ties completely. It can just be shifting the relationship. Yes. Maybe you're spending less time together. Maybe the relationship is more focused in other areas and that could be just even your friendships or business relationships. It's like shifting them to make them work for you. Exactly. Like I've looked at charts, you know, of, of people that are in a romantic relationship with each other. And you can see literally like you're always going to be attracted to this person. Yeah. You know, the sun is in positive alignment with Mars or Venus is in positive alignment with Mars. Like that is that you're going to be attracted. You see that person in 20 years, you're like, wow, I'm still like, you know, smitten with that person. But there might be some other aspects in there that are creating too much tension that's maybe not worth it to work through because it's it's too hard. And then, I mean, just thinking about attraction in itself, if, that, if we're using that as an example, it's like one thing is working, but other things are not working. Exactly. And it's like being more intentional about our relationships. We can't just like take crumbs. We need to be intentional and less emotional if possible Mm -hmm. and decide what 
really makes sense for you. What would be an authentic relationship for you? Yeah. Yeah. Does this, does this really check all the boxes? Yeah. Or am I willing to accept less? Mm -hmm. That scarcity mentality? This is about having the courage to be who you are so that you can have what you want. Oh, it's so scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's so scary. Yes. So... If you're curious to know how the next new moon and full moon, the new moon in Scorpio and the full moon in Taurus are affecting you directly and how to work with the energy, I encourage you to enroll in my moon cycle classes at theweeklytransit.com. And so that helps you set intentions for the new moon and full moon. But Scott takes a look at all of your charts. They're small groups. So you get some personalized attention depending on what is in your actual chart. It's not just a general new moon class, full moon, like any setting any intention. It's based around your specific birth chart. So it's kind of like a mini, a little mini reading in a way. So it's a good way to get to know Scott better and start to really working a little more deep with the energy. Awesome. Thank you, Ingrid. You're welcome. Do we have any questions? Um, Yes, we do. There was kind of a follow-up question for the north node stuff that we were talking about they said what if your north node is in the opposing house yeah that's complicated you know i mean that's something i would definitely reach out to me for for a reading to get deep with you on that uh because that's a whole other to get into now we're talking about what it means to be a libra north node in the first house or a Scorpio North Node in the second house, or that's like a whole other deep. So it's also not really of, probably very common. No, I think it. Well, I mean, it's it's as common as anything else is. You know, there's lots of people that are Libra rising or Virgo rising or Scorpio rising. That's why I would encourage you to contact me for a reading because. I mean, I I do come across a lot of these people, okay. you know, that have this like opposition where it's like, you know, my north node's in Virgo, but it's in the 12th house, which is associated with the 12th sign, which is Pisces. But my south node is in Pisces in the 6th house, which is associated with the 6th sign, which is Virgo. So how does that make sense? Yeah, that's very confusing. Yeah. And very conflicting. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like you might have a lot of internal conflict. Well, there there is a nuance to it. And so that's something that I would articulate in a reading. Okay. And then there's another one. We have uh, Elizabeth wants to know, how does being born on a full moon, new moon affect your chart overall? Does it amplify your moon sign? It depends on on how, how close contact the sun is to the moon. Like if you're born on a new moon and say the sun is it three degrees in Sagittarius and the moon was at 16 degrees in Sagittarius and it's like 13 degrees away from the moon. Technically, it's still under the new moon cycle, but the moon is 13 degrees away from the sun. So it doesn't really amplify the moon necessarily, your emotions and your identity, but they're in the same sign. So they're... There is a connection because they're in the same sign, but there's not really a connection between the sun and the moon as planets, which I would say that the emotions are going to be amplified most strongly when they're making a direct connection 
with the sun. So if they're near to the same degree, if they're maybe within three degrees of each other. I mean, I guess I would say both of these are very like chart specific. You would have to be looking at the chart and it just goes more into a reading when we start getting into specific degrees and how close and how far things are that really kind of showcases what, why astrology is so complex and why we are so why we are also different. Exactly. Not all full moon babies are the same. Not all new moon babies are the same. It's like, where exactly is the sun and the moon? And what sign are they in? That's all. That What houses are they in? That all plays into it. I mean, I don't know if everyone that's listening knows this, but most people that are just out there and only know the very basic information of astrology, they're all just looking at their sun sign. I'm a Virgo. So we all fit into 12 categories. We each have a sign that kind of correlates (laughs) with our month. And when we start asking these more specific questions, there's really only, the only way to know is to get a birth chart reading. We're not, we're just not all one of the 12 signs that doesn't really make sense. So, I mean, I think if you're listening, you probably realize that by now, but if you're like a very new listener or just very new to astrology, it is much more complex. So any of these questions, especially when we start getting into degrees and everything, it's just so chart specific. Everything moves every minute. So yeah, if you want a birth chart reading, go see Scott. If you have any other basic astrology questions, please let us know and we would be happy to answer them. Yes. I will see you next week. Yes. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank we'll you, see you next Scott. week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.